Our founding fathers may have been flawed human beings. Aren't we all flawed in one way or another? But they weren't stupid. They had nearly the entire country fighting for freedom. It was that important to them. They wanted America to control its own destiny, and they wanted the American people to have personal freedom, too. They wrote a constitution that guaranteed that freedom. It's a wonderful document that's been amended over the years, but it still maintains the safeguards that protect every American from having to deal with dictators and evil leaders who would take away our freedoms. So what's the problem, you ask? Well, if you haven't been paying attention, we actually have people here in 2020, Americans, who are protesting freedom and even rioting against it. These Americans are fed up with freedom, it seems, and they're rejecting it for socialist Marxist ideologies that would make us all slaves to the all-powerful state. And they're celebrating themselves for doing it, as if it makes them enlightened human beings instead of the ignorant, history-challenged fools that they really are. Imagine the hundreds of thousands of Americans who have died defending our freedom. Just imagine how they'd feel if they could see a bunch of idiots rioting against freedom. They'd be ashamed of us. These radicals are trying to burn down America and get rid of freedom. And they want to replace freedom with slavery for all of us to some powerful state, to some totalitarian leader who will punish us for our sins and mold us into the docile followers of a government that will use us as tools to make them richer and all-powerful. How will historians treat this aberration in the future? What will they say about people who rioted so that the government could take away their freedom? How do you explain this? You can't make this stuff up. It's like a whole country convinced that the lie is the truth and then we must all be punished for that lie. And they feel morally superior for destroying our country because so many ignorant knuckleheads believe the lie. But this is what you get after 60 years of radical leftists controlling our public school systems and our colleges. What? You expected something different? For 60 years, teachers and professors have poisoned the minds of our children. And now they're adults and young adults, and they're angry. In some cases, they're furious. Furious enough to burn down our country. They don't exactly know why they're angry. They just know that America is a terrible place. A place filled with hateful racists and greedy people who take food out of the mouths of poor children so they can buy expensive vacation homes and drink fine wine. And what makes this whole exercise even more mind-boggling is that many of these rioting idiots are well-to-do morons who have never worked a day in their lives, and they rely on their rich parents to support them. And maybe the worst part about this whole thing is that these ignorant fools don't know what they don't know. They've been taught a made-up history that paints our founding fathers as vile racists who built the country on the backs of black slaves. Even though that history is false, they believe it and no one can talk them out of their distorted view of American history. Facts simply don't matter to these poor fools. They're angry, and they have justice on their side, or so they think, and that's enough for them. But these rioting fools 
are only the end result of teachers and professors who have gladly taught them all of this false history. Why? I guess the easy answer is that you can't have a revolution these days unless you can convince your followers to do the dirty work of the rioting and looting so you can sit back at the college or university and watch television, watch and hope that the revolution will catch fire and more and more people will become involved. Get enough people involved to really cause a problem for law enforcement, maybe overwhelm them with sheer numbers of angry, uneducated numbskulls gladly willing to tear down the greatest country in the world. I hope historians don't blame the young fools rioting or even the teachers or professors or even the media who have been cheerleading on this revolution. The blame for what's happening now rests squarely on the shoulders of all of the people who have sat back for all these years and let it happen. We did nothing as they taught a hateful, distorted history to our children. We let it happen. We never complained. We never ran for our local school committee so we could have had a voice that might have stopped the madness. We never complained to our local, state, or national leaders, and that might have helped. We did nothing. Nothing. We thought somehow that our children would figure things out for themselves. How that would happen, I don't know. But how else do you explain it? Look in the mirror if you want someone to blame. And even now, while our cities are burning, while the police are under attack, while some cities drastically cut police budgets, and that will cause more people to be murdered, we remain silent. Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer must think this is hilarious. We stand by doing nothing, hoping that things will get better, not making them better, but simply hoping. Joe Biden would think it's funny too, except he has no idea what's happening. And have you noticed? Not too many Republicans are speaking out against the violence, are they? Where are they? Looking at the polls, that's where. The cowards. The radical left gets more powerful every day. And we stand by doing nothing. Do we think that once the left gains complete control and installs an authoritarian government and rips up the Constitution, then normal people will realize what happened and want to take control back from the Marxist? Too bad, because it'll be too late. The only thing we can do at that point is to say, hey, maybe we should have done something sooner. You know, I liked freedom, and I miss it a lot and I really hate this re-education camp. For the next 50 or 100 years, will people talk about the good old days when Americans were free? Will they quote philosophers and scholars and former presidents about freedom? To find yourself, think for yourself, Socrates. My definition of a free society is where it is safe to be unpopular, Adlai Stevenson. The greatest revolution in the history of man past, present, and future, is the revolution of those determined to be free. John F. Kennedy. Freedom is not worth having if it does not include the freedom to make mistakes. Mahatma Gandhi. The last one is great, the freedom to make mistakes. According to the radical left, only perfection is acceptable for our founding fathers and for anyone that they disagree with, and we let them get away with that. And they're using that ridiculous standard to tear down America and our history. They try to cancel people who disagree with them. 
and we let them get away with it. And we keep blaming Nancy and Chuck and the media and the colleges and high schools when we are the ones responsible. Knowing that their ideas are crazy and will ruin our lives isn't enough. We must be willing to stand up to them and do something about it. They really haven't even made much of a secret about their vision for America. The only thing they ever disagreed with is the timing. A lot of Democrats were worried that if they moved too fast, they would make it so obvious that people would push back and stop them in their tracks. And that could set them back many years from achieving their goal. So you had a lot of people in the Democratic Party urging caution, telling the radical left to keep quiet and slow down. You remember the old story about the young bull looking out over a herd of cows, saying to the old bull, let's charge down there and kiss a cow. And the old bull says, why don't we walk down there and kiss them all? Wait a minute, maybe they didn't say kiss, but anyway. The old bulls in the Democratic Party have been trying to slow down the young bulls for years, but not anymore. If they had kept going slow and steady, they would have made it to their goal. And believe it or not, quite a few elected Republicans would have gladly gone along with them. It'll be tougher now, but they can still win. This battle between socialism and freedom is far from over. I think we can thank President Trump for making them angry enough to go for broke now instead of waiting a few years longer. For me, the fact that everything is out in the open for all to see now is huge. Thank you, President Trump, for making them so mad that they now admit that socialism is their ultimate goal. And they'll do pretty much anything to get it, including rioting, looting, and even killing. No tactic is off the table for these radical leftists. Any other president would have seen it, but they would have never called them out about it. They would never have attacked the media and stood up to the deep state. They would have turned the other cheek and let the left get stronger and stronger until there was no turning back, until there would be no way to stop them. Even now, they're so strong that holding on to our freedom is going to be an uphill battle. And it still pisses me off so much that we let it happen. We thought that if we just paid no attention to them, everything would be fine. We were so wrong. And now we're in the fight of our lives to keep our precious freedom. As silly as it may seem, the first thing we need to do with these fanatics is to laugh at them, let them know that we don't take them seriously. Then we need to push back and not accept any of their crazy ideas, like defund the police, or to believe that we're all racist and we just don't know it, or how so many other idiotic things they support are just crazy. They know that these ideas are nuts, if they were any good, they wouldn't have to riot to get people to knuckle under and accept them. Their ideas are not based on anything that resembles common sense. They're supporting violence and totalitarianism because it's all they have left. They've lost any rational argument based on facts. So they throw out the facts and riot instead. What a bunch of idiots they are. And what a bunch of fools we are to take them seriously and try to debate them. They can't win the debate, and they know it. So they immediately go right to the false premise that we're all racist and must kneel and give in to their radical ideology if we want to be forgiven. 
forgiven by these radicals? That's like being forgiven by the devil for being virtuous. Give me a break. We need to make our voices heard by voting and by making sure everyone we know votes. And we need to speak up against the violent tactics they use and demand that our leaders take charge and put an end to the violence. I know we've waited way too long to do something about the radical left, but we still have a chance. Our future is still up to us, not them. We can't give in to them, even a little, because it will only encourage them. There was a comedian by the name of Henny Youngman a long time ago. You can look him up on the Internet on YouTube. He made a career out of basically one joke. One joke. When his other jokes weren't getting laughs, he would always resort to that one joke. Take my wife, please. He would say it ten times during his routine. To some people, it was funny every time he said it. To others, not so much. How many times do we have to say to the radical left, take my freedom, please, before they actually do it? I hope historians won't write about these times as a bad Henny Youngman joke, where Americans inexplicably begged the radical left to take away their freedom 